0: The truth is, when we become adults, our childhood doesn't necessarily get left behind. We bring all the influence of our parents into adulthood. And if your parents didn't model a very good marriage for you, well, that's our topic today. And I'm John Fuller in the studio with Greg Smalley and his wife Erin. They lead our marriage department here at Focus, and they're very passionate about helping others. Uh, Bob Lapine is back with us, another part of the discussion that Jim Daly and I had with Bob offering hope to those who grew up in, let's call them, less than perfect homes. Bob, one of
1: the things you mentioned in the book is what you learned from your own parents' marriage. I mean, my parents' marriage was a disaster. Thankfully, I didn't learn much other than don't do that. Yeah. Um, how about you? Yeah. Um, my dad was a, a veteran of World War II. He was D plus one at Normandy. Hmm. Uh, so he I, saw the action. He saw the action. Passed out on the beach. Uh, woke up back in a hospital bed in England with a knee injury. Uh, eventually went back and joined the army in France and moved forward. Uh, I had in my office for years his his Army of Occupation medal, his Purple Heart, his Bronze Star, all from his huh. service. What what I never realized growing up and didn't realize I don't think until I saw Saving Private Ryan. Right is the trauma. Of what he went through, crazy, yes, and you know, our our dads came home from that war, and compartmentalized, tried to stuff all of that. Well, Dad dealt with depression, clinical depression. He was eventually diagnosed as bipolar, hmm. and uh, he medicated with alcohol. Yep, and so this was this was the home environment in which I grew up. I did not see Mom and Dad expressing a lot of love and affection. They they were. Teammates and partners, but my dad told my mom when, when they got married, he said, "Now I'm going to have to focus on my job. So from Monday morning till Friday night, don't expect anything from me." Huh. Hmm. Now, again, he was a depression kid, right? So providing was a weight that he bore uniquely. Job one, yeah. So he was he was a little distant and detached. We didn't really have much of an emotional relationship, my dad and me, and in my parents' marriage. Um, I did not see a healthy, strong, loving, marital relationship. I saw discord and dissension. And like you, grew up thinking, I know some things not to do, but I didn't really have a good blueprint for these are the things you need to do. It is one of the amazing, again, the amazing cleansing effects of the Lord is that there's a pendulum action Yeah, where if you grew up in that, you have a choice. You can repeat the mistakes or you can move, in my mind as we did more toward god's way right and there's where you find shalom that's yes. where you find god's peace not not the chaos of this world and that is a beautiful thing that god allows you to to go to if you're willing well and and i had to now if i'm going to understand what marriage looks like i have to look for a source outside of what my parents modeled right. uh, and and so as i start looking for a source i'm pointed to the scriptures and what the bible has to say not just about Marriage, you know, I, I when I started studying the Bible, I was aware that there are a few places in the Bible that, that it talks about marriage. Ephesians five is about marriage. First Peter three, there's a passage about marriage. Genesis two is where it all gets started. <laughs> there, there are a handful of passages, and I thought those are the marriage passages. And then somebody pointed out to me that uh, when Jesus is asked, "What's the great?" greatest commandment, he says, it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he quickly adds, the second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says, the whole Bible, all the law and the prophets are about these two things. So all of a sudden, I started to recognize that everything that's about how we relate to one another in this life is about marriage. Mm. So I used to read passages that say things like, encourage one another. And I would think, I need to encourage my pastor I need to encourage people at church, in the workplace. I never thought I need to encourage my spouse. Somehow it didn't compute that that's a marriage verse. Right. Or be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. I'm thinking, I need to do that with all these relationships outside of my marriage, but at home it's harder, and I just kind of compartmentalize that. So now all of a sudden I go, I'm starting to see the Bible's talking about relationships all over the place. It's all about either loving God or loving your neighbor. Every place it talks about loving your neighbor, Apply that in marriage and watch
0: how it transforms a relationship. Well, Erin, I look around and I think a lot of younger uh, people are wondering if marriage can work because they lived firsthand through a divorce and they really, I mean, they're pretty skeptical and with good reason. So have you worked with couples that have found some redemption maybe to offer their kids despite the challenges?
2: Absolutely. And it's so amazing when young couples come in and they're like, I don't know about, you know, are we going to make it? And how do we do this? I didn't have it modeled for me. And to give them hope and encouragement, because I think it's so important that those of us that have marriages that are longstanding, that we share with younger couples like this is how you can do this i love looking at couples even in my office and going oh greg and i we have a good marriage but we deal with that exact same thing Hmm. and we not only have been married 30 years we teach the stuff (laughs) and so we know like it's hard and but you can do this you can get through this i think it's so important when couples walk into marriage that you know whether they're young middle age old whatever that they are just aware of their own stuff like what am i bringing into this marriage where have i been wounded and really to uh, to be aware of where that wounding is and seek god's healing and we've seen couples um work together and what i love is that god uses the marriage to bring healing to some of those wounds Mm -hmm. because a lot of them are attachment injuries and how amazing to continue to build a secure attachment between husband and wife and i always say it's only god who could develop this or it's only god who could orchestrate healing as a result of a connection between a husband and a wife Mm -hmm. and that's why i love what i do Uh, because it's beautiful to see Um, How couples heal.
0: Hmm. Well, here at Focus, we're pro-marriage, and um, if you're struggling, then please let us know. We have a caring Christian team of counselors who will be happy to uh, give you a call back. Uh, The free consultation uh, that they can offer you is provided for by donors. I mean, we have people who donate to the ministry and make those counselors available to you. They are seasoned. They're wise. They are friendly. They're not going to, you know, scold you they really want to help. So call today. Uh, the number is 800, the letter A in the word family. Uh, we also have details in the show notes. And uh, if you'd like to be part of the donor support team and make counselors and resources available to people in marriage, then please uh, make a donation today. If you can, make it a monthly gift. If not, uh, we understand you know, things might be tight. Maybe all you can do is a one-time gift of any amount. That's that's great. We love having people join us to do ministry through Focus on the Family. And uh, when you join the support team, we'll say thank you by sending a copy of Bob Lapine's book, Love Like You Mean It. Next time, Gary Thomas and Deborah Falada discuss the significance of physical intimacy in marriage. And for now, on behalf of Aaron and Greg and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.